You're listening to the Heal Better Fast podcast, dedicated to bridging the gap between alternative healthcare and mainstream medicine in utilizing everything good to help you feel great. We're glad you tuned in. Now here's your host, Dr. Michael Pound. Linda Scheel, who is certified in cancer yoga. And today, we get personal in our interview, and we talk about her loss of her two kids, her diagnosis, and how she healed. And with decades of experience, you have to hear what the 76-year-old health revolutionist has to say about how to heal better fast. Please welcome Linda Scheel. Welcome to the show today, Linda. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Pound, for having me. I really appreciate it and look forward to this. You and I met in New York, and we talked a little bit about what your journey was like. But for my listeners, why don't you share with them a little bit about to how you got to where you are now? Okay. Um, actually, I'll go back to I've owned four businesses. I had three children and raised them by myself. And that, you know, when I got to be around 50, I decided I was, they were gone and I could leave and start another business. So I moved to Florida. Everybody in my family had moved to Florida. So I started um, a food brokerage company and that was very successful. And then I went to another company. I've owned four companies. And then I, during this time, um, I owned an organic wine distributorship, uh, which was a lot of fun. But during this time, um, both of my children passed away. My two older ones passed away. My daughter, Kristen, was addicted to alcohol, and she was bulimic for over 20 years. And despite that, she was a fabulous chef. Uh, she was one of the top chefs at Disney. And thank God I was with her when this happened. And the last thing she said to me was, I love you, Mom. And I said, I love you, honey. But she had done so much damage to her body that you know, it was time. And my son, David, who was going through a very deep depression, uh, and he had gone to try and get help and they gave him five medications. And unfortunately, the depression really got to him and he overdosed. So that was about 14 and 16 years ago. Well, that dramatically changed my life, uh, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. I started becoming more, well, you know, what's really important is what it came down to. You know, what, what is it all about? And what's really important? It's, it's not a new dress and it's not a trip to here. It's about caring, becoming more wise. You know, trauma has a way of really making you either go one way or the other. You can go into a depression and stay there, but I'm so, so fortunate that I was able to move through it. And I started doing yoga about eight years ago. I was 68 at the time. And I started teaching yoga at 73. And I'm 76 now. So then I started teaching yoga. Well, as soon as I got certified in yoga, that experience changed my life. Uh, And also in another direction. You know, I don't know about you, Dr. Pound, but sometimes... throughout your life, your intuition is always there, at least it is for me. And it would say, go right, go right. And I'd go, nah, I'm going left. I'm going left. Well, sooner or later, that caught up to me. And I decided to go right. And I got involved in teaching in addiction centers because of my past with my children. So I 
started teaching in addiction centers and I taught there for about two and a half years. And I learned tremendous amount. It, it was very, very satisfying to me to be able to help. And I call them kids, but they weren't. Some of them were up in their 50s. To ease their pain a little bit. And this is what yoga does. And this is what meditation does. And it was very, very fulfilling for me because I couldn't really help my children at that point in their lives. And but I could help other people. And I have to tell you a story about a fellow. His, let's call him John. And John came into my class, and there were usually 30 or 40 of them that came into this beautiful area that they had for yoga. And he would sit up front, and nobody sits up front near the teacher. They're all in the back. And he would sit up front, and he was covered from head to toe with tattoos, and he had this spiky hairdo, and he never took off his sunglasses. So towards the end, I knew it was coming time for him to leave because it's normally 30 or 60 days. And at the end of every class, I teach yoga nidra meditation. In all of my classes now, in all of the speeches I give, I do yoga nidra. I did the meditation and everybody got up and they rolled up their mats and they left except for John. And I thought maybe he'd fallen asleep because that would happen during the meditation to several people. And I walked over to him and I knelt down and I tapped him on the shoulder and very slowly he started to get up and he took off his sunglasses and I didn't want him to see the shock in my face, but where his eye was, there was a big hole and he looked at me and he said, do you know the part of the meditation where you say, imagine a wave passing down through your body that carries away your fears? And he started crying and he said, I felt the wave. I felt that wave go through my body and tears are streaming down his face. So I knelt down next to him and I said, John, there are so many things that happen in our lives that we don't understand. But one thing I do know, if you lead with your heart, good things will happen to you. And he got up and left and I never saw him again. But that type of thing has a profound effect on me. Uh, someone asked me one time, why do you do what you do? What motivates you? Well, what is not to be motivated? I had another kid. He was 18, like six foot five, always smiling. And one day we're doing our postures and we bend over and all of a sudden I hear, I did it, I did it. And he comes running at me, picks me up, twirls me around. And he said, I did it. I touched my toes. I've been in physical therapy for five years. I could never do this. And you helped me touch my toes. So really dumb during uh, a class, I said to him, so do you want to learn how to stand on your head? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yes, he said, I do. And I said, okay. And then I'm thinking, oh, dear God, if he falls on top of me, I'll probably be crushed. <laughs> but anyway, he came up. He got up there. He was so excited. When you can give anybody, because I have my own thinking about addictions and 
what causes them and what children need at a younger age. You know, they need self-esteem. They need to feel really good about themselves. They, they need to feel self-worth. And that's what I do. I make them feel good. And when they feel good, you know, it's like anytime you give somebody a gift or, and you know they're very excited about it, it affects you and your brain as much as it affects them. And the more you give, the more you get back. It just happens. And not only that, you get more caring. You become more wise. You are so much more grateful for the things you have, not the things you don't have. So right now, I am also uh, a member of Toastmasters. And for those of your viewers that don't know what that is, it's a public speaking company. And so I'm learning how to really, really good at be a good speaker. And that's what I'm aiming for. I do several yoga classes a week. And then I go and talk on health and wellness and aging, and all those things. So I wanted to circle back to a point that you made about the solution, which lies in the youth. And, I, and the reason I want to bring that up is because I've also seen, I think, I've got four boys, and they're all different ages. Okay. But uh, I oftentimes... You know, when I talk to other parents or patients of parents, most of the parents, the reason they're working hard or stressing them out is they're trying to provide a better future for their kids. They're trying to decrease the amount of stress that their kids are going to go through. Maybe it's because they had a lot of stress. Maybe they want more for their kids than they had when they were young. And so it drives them to basically put themselves through the stress to try and help their kids avoid that stress. And I like what you said about self-worth. I think that's important. But in our quest for trying to build their self-esteem, do we shield them too much or do we provide them too much and maybe hinder them because they're not going through the struggles that make us who we are? Just like you said, the struggles you went through make you who you are. So where's that balance in allowing our children to be able to suffer as well as trying to protect them? Well, I think the basis for all of that, Dr. Pound, is love. Everything goes back to love. It does. I think it is so, so important that your children know all the time you have to discipline them. You can't let them do whatever they want. And, you know, I learned through trial and error, as most parents do. There's no book out there that tells you what to do or how to do it. But you have to discipline them to give them structure. Giving them everything they need or want or every iPad or everything that comes on. And today, it's expensive to give these kids what they want. It is. Yeah, it is. But, you know, I think education is extremely important. But, you know, you can have two or three children in one family and they all think differently. They all have different goals. And I think one of the things that I learned with my children was that I didn't appreciate them for the goals they were going after. And I thought, well, I knew better. Well, that's not right. You know, I didn't know better. And I look back and I think, maybe I should have done this. Not that it would ever have changed the outcome. It's not about that. It's not that I'm looking back saying, oh, God, I wish I'd done this instead of that. It's not about that. It's just that you learn as you go. But I think if these kids today know that they're loved and and you discipline them, most of them really need that. Not only that, I think they want it. They want structure in their life. But giving them every single thing that they want when they want it, it's not the answer. 
I mean, I think a great education is great, but if they don't go to Stanford or Harvard, that's okay. Maybe if you can't afford to do that, but then you send them to a local college. There's lots of grants and things out there for kids today to, to where I know I worked my way through college. You know, my dad didn't have any money. My sister did. My brother contributed to his. You know, we were lucky that we could do that. But I think today's kids are, I think they're bright as heck. Oh, my God. These teenagers are so smart. And I think they're great kids. I really do. But I do think that possibly there are certain things that you could do a little bit differently to give them a little more structure and, you know, ask them to volunteer on Christmas dinner for someplace or do something, give something back. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where that self-worth comes in is being able to think outside of oneself and be able to, to, to do that. So I appreciate that. Let's shift gears a little bit. You're certified in cancer yoga, correct? Yes. So can yes. we talk about um, how that differs from maybe your standard yoga class? And obviously that benefits people who are going through that, but when would you use it right. and what benefits does it have? Well, the benefits, first of all, the reason I got into cancer yoga was because when I got certified, I found out within a couple of months that my sister had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And I thought, wow, that would be a, a good thing to do. And I looked it up and there was a, and I live in Florida. There was a school up in Long Island. So I flew up there and it wasn't a long thing. It was, you know, five or six days to become certified in cancer because I already had my 200 hours for teaching and I was in chair yoga and restorative And I got certified. And then I started working with South Florida Radiation Oncology, which is a huge organization. I think it's pretty much all over the country. I met a doctor there and I started teaching a lot of of patients. And it wasn't just breast cancer. It was brain cancer and prostate cancer. And little by little, um, there are so many benefits. Uh, First of all, when you're doing it, Some of the things are it clears out your toxins with the um, positions, they call them asanas. You know, it stimulates not just your muscles, but it increases your blood flow so that you're getting more blood flow. So it helps get rid of a lot of the toxins from, from the treatments. It certainly reduces your stress and anxiety. And everybody, you know, today has it. But when you're diagnosed with cancer, that's like, wow. And your stress level is so high. So it it teaches you how to go from your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight, down to your parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system, of course, which is low anxiety, less stress. That in itself is worth tons. And I know with breathing, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later, when you start breathing, through your nose, and I say correctly, through your nose and out your nose. If you did the yoga breathing, you do it 10 times in an hour. It's less than a minute. It reduces your stress by 40%. That's absolutely huge. And there have been so many uh, studies done by hospitals all over the country on cancer yoga. You've got, well, you've got, um, oh my God, 
Harvard, MD Anderson. There's a doctor at MD Anderson. His name is Dr. Leonard um, Lorenzo Cohen. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, but mm-hmm. he's uh, head of the integrative medical program at MD Anderson. And he did a study a few years ago on uh, breast cancer patients. And it was a, a controlled study. There were 191 people in the class. And the first group did yoga. The second do- group did stretching. And the third group didn't really do anything. In the decrease in their cortisol and their mental health was huge. So from there, I think a lot of other uh, institutions, hospitals started picking it up and started teaching, you know, cancer yoga. I know I still run into down here when I'm teaching, I'll have some gals that I'll meet that have cancer and they'll say, my doctor told me not to move. I can't move while I'm going through treatment, which I'm sorry. That's, that's so not proven true, you know? And they need to move. They need to relax. They need to meditate. Meditation brings them into another place. And it's, it's kinder. And they get a sense of self. They get their life back. And it, it's really phenomenal. Cancer yoga is a really, really good thing. Now, what's a daily practice that you do that maybe you can guide us through that helps with healing, that keeps you functioning, that keeps you feeling young? Well, I will share with something with you, and, and I'm kind of in the middle of this. Um, about, and I'm really in really good shape, I mean, for, you know, my age, etc. And about four or five months ago, I started getting weakness in my back. And I have a, um, I have degenerative disc disease, but that doesn't mean anything. Everybody that's old has that. Right. And I have some cancer and I had, <laughs> you'll like this. I had fallen through the ceiling in my roof about 15 years ago and broke the ball of my hip in half. Oh my goodness. So, um, yeah, I know how, how bad was that? Right. That was really dumb. And anyway, all of these things. So I've got some little osteopenia in my other hip because of that. But I, at that time, I don't go on any medications. I just do natural things like flax oil or tart cherry juice or all of these things that to me are self-healing. So to go back to the start of this, um, I started getting this. And in August, I went to my eye doctor for my checkup and he found uveitis in my eye. Are you familiar with uveitis? It's a... Um, uh, yes, I am. actually... Yeah. I figured you would be. It's an inflammation in the cornea, I'm pretty sure, of your eye. And he said to me, do you have rheumatoid arthritis? And I went, no. Well, do you have Lyme disease? No. And I said, why are you asking me this? Well, he said, sometimes it's a sort of a precursor to an autoimmune disease. And I said, oh, okay. So I decided to go to my doctor and have all the blood work done. And I came up positive on the blood work, okay, for scleroderma. And the first thing she said to me, you'll appreciate this, is uh, don't go looking this up on the internet because you don't need to know what it's all about. (laughs) I said, okay. But I did decide, I have a fellow who is, um, I call him my energy doctor. He's a a doctor of um, acupuncture and other things. And he treats me with energy and I take supplements 
that he gets from standard processing. Um, you're probably familiar with that. Yep. Uh, they do supplements. Um, they've been in business since the 1928s, and they're basically food pills. They made all of these supplements out of food. Um, so I went to him, and he said, yeah, you're coming up positive for this. And I said, okay. So he said, let me get you all these. This is the protocol for that. Okay, that's fine. But what I also decided to do was to go on the diet that they suggest when you get an autoimmune disease. So I went down and I stopped having sugar, which shouldn't really have that much of that anyway. I know I'm gluten sensitive. I didn't pay much attention to it, but now I do. No gluten and no dairy. I do almond milk. And I know this sounds a little stringent, but, you know, no alcohol. So I owned a wine company, you know, but <laughs> unfortunately, no alcohol. Yeah, 360, no right? Right. Yeah, really, 360. And... um so I went really full force on this. Now it got, my back had gotten so bad that I couldn't really stand up when I got out of bed. I had to turn over in the bed and slide off of it and then sort of walk with my hands, you know, on my knees into the shower and I would go into a hot shower and then I would come out and I would lay down on my mat and I did this yoga exercise called the five Tibetans. Now, I'd been doing it every single day for the last, I think I started last January. I had just learned about this. Most people in yoga don't even know about this exercise. But it's, it can be pretty strenuous. But if you work your way up to it, it's an incredible exercise because it works with the energy systems in your body. You do, there's only five exercises. You do each one 21 times. And it only takes less than eight minutes. So you can do it anywhere, right? It's called the five Tibetans. So I, I started, I kept doing that. I was able to do that for some reason. That heat from the shower helped me move a little bit. And then I stood up because I have yoga classes to teach and I'm thinking, oh God, what am I going to do? You know, if I can't stand up, this is not good. So I, once I started moving, everything was fine. And I went on and I could teach my classes. The pain went away. Next morning, same thing. And this went on for, I would say, at least three to four months. And when I went on this diet, and this has only been the last three weeks, and um, on this protocol, all of a sudden, I can stand up in the morning. And I still have some sensitivity, no doubt. I do. The uveitis has gone, and that's been three months. So I am, now, I had not gone to a rheumatologist because I couldn't find one originally that took my insurance. So I made an appointment because I'm very high on the Cleveland Clinic because of their functional medicine. And I decided I would get the best doctor I could find. And I went and got the head of the rheumatology department at Cleveland Clinic, who, of course, is very busy. So my appointment is not till the 19th. Of December but I had gone to my dermatologist and he and I told him about this and he checked me out he said Lynn, there's not one sign that you have scleroderma you may have something else going on in your body but I don't think it's that so you know I think to me there's so many things we can do to help ourselves really that don't you know have you go into 
a lot of medications. And I'm not saying that, don't get me wrong, medications are, are needed. They definitely are. But I think there's other ways to approach different things that happen in your life. And I also drink, there's one company that I know of in the United States. You might know this. It's called Kunal, and they do liquid turmeric and liquid CoQ10. And I drink those and flax oil and tart cherry juice every day. So I'm constantly feeding my body the good stuff. You know, my shakes got avocado in it and protein powder and blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of what I do every day is that five Tibetans, mainly because it doesn't take much time, but boy, is it powerful. I'm familiar with the uveitis because I have a son with a juvenile arthritis. And so we kind of went through the same thing where we did the screening and found out that, you know, he had this thing that he's dealing with and he's been able to overcome it. Now, a couple of things that you said, first of all, I'll just have to say is I have this couple of patients that came in yesterday, they're well into their 70s. And the woman I was working on her neck and asked her, you know, do you have any history of any disc problems? She said, not that I know of. I said, well, have you ever had an x-ray? She said, no, I don't want to look. And it's kind of the same idea with, it sounds like with you is, right. yeah, everyone's kind of got this stuff going on, but the less I know, you know, I just focus on being healthy and doing what I need to do to stay mobile. And that was kind of her right. thing. Now, I just have to say, I'm impressed in your 70s, you're on the roof of your house that you fell <laughs> and then you, that you recovered. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> no, but, um, no I, was in, I was in my attic. I had climbed still up impressive. the ladder into my attic. <laughs> oh, that's not impressive. See, you have, because you're young. You know, we didn't I don't even want to go in my young. attic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, see, I, I just don't think there isn't anything. I'm still standing on my head in yoga. Oh, I couldn't great. stand on my head when I was a kid. <laughs> and I can stand on my head now. So I just kind of embrace these things. Don't get me wrong. I'll never jump out of an airplane. There isn't an airplane that I would ever want to jump out of. But I love to do new things. I think that's what keeps people young, you know, challenges, challenges your brain and in your body, in your mind. I mean, there's so many things people can do today, and it starts with really being grateful for what you have. It really does. And I appreciate that. Now, if people want to learn more about you or you've also got a CD and a DVD, if people want to get this information, where would you direct them to? I do. Um, I have a chair yoga Actually, I teach five chair yoga classes, and this is not just for people that are older, although believe me, it's great. I had two women, 101 years old, each of them, and um, in a yoga class, they were great. So my chair yoga uh, CD or downloaded is on my website, which is www.myrestorativeyoga.com. And I have two websites. The other one is www.aginginreverse.net. And that's my yoga. And then my, my meditation is Yoga Nidra. And this is really, really a fantastic meditation. It's, it's probably about 45 minutes long. And this can be found on Amazon. It can be found on Spotify, iTunes, all of these places. And the name of it is Yoga Nidra with Linda Scheel. And my last name is spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E. So if anybody wants to get a nice meditation, thank you. And the chair yoga is chair yoga with Linda Scheel. 
And that's on my website. And thank you for mentioning that. I'll include links to your website as well on the post and the show notes. And by the way, thank you. all my listeners, you go check out her website because you'll be stunned that she is in her <laughs> 70s. And she's got a great quote on there. Uh, People don't grow old. When they stop growing, they become old. And so I really appreciate your youthful vibe and essentially the drive that you have to keep people young and functioning. That's, that's terrific. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your saying that. And thank you for taking the time out to be on our show and wish you the best. I thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. You have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Heal Better Fast podcast at www.healbetterfast.com.